Well, welcome to the Unstoppable Freedom Podcast. I'm Jimmy Page. This is the format called Freedom Under Fire, the top three headlines you need to know about. Each Freedom Under Fire segment does three things. Number one, it keeps you on top of the most important issues. Number two, it lets you know why it matters. Number three, it tells you what you can do about it. So let's go. Here are the top three headlines for the first week of May 2023. Headline number one, this year's three bank failures held $532 billion in assets, more than all lenders that collapsed in the 2008 crisis. So what's happening? Well, the U.S. banking sector was dealt another blow when the FDIC stepped in to seize control of First Republic, marking the second largest bank failure in U.S. history by assets. And then they sold it to J.P. Morgan Chase. First Republic is the second largest bank failure in U.S. history. And the three U.S. banks that collapsed this year so far, First Republic, Silicon Valley Bank, and Signature Bank of New York, had more combined assets under management than all 25 FDIC-insured lenders that failed in 2008 at the onset of the Great Recession. These three banks rank as the second, third, and fourth largest bank failures in U.S. history. Washington Mutual still ranks first with $307 billion in assets under management when it failed back in 2008. It provides an indication of the brutal hit to the U.S. banking sector this year as large regional lenders face pressure from a rapid uptick in interest rates. The FDIC said its seizure of First Republic prior to the sale would result in roughly $13 billion hit to its deposit insurance fund, which is the backstop at insured banks across the country. Biden said this, I'm pleased to say that regulators have taken action to facilitate the sale of First Republic Bank to ensure that all depositors are protected and taxpayers are not on the hook. Well, why does this matter? Number one, this is really bad news because it exceeds the total damage from bank closings. They were one of the biggest accelerators of the Great Recession in 2008. Number two, many people believe there will be up to a dozen bank failures this year. So this could be just the beginning. And number three, our president actually doesn't think this failure will not affect taxpayers. He obviously doesn't understand basic economics, which, of course, we already knew. As he continues to print money, the Fed just increased interest rates again, creating more pressure on banks. And you know what? All of this contributes to more inflation, which is crippling the average American. So what can we do about it? Well, the first thing you can do is make sure that you don't have more than $250,000 worth of deposits in any single bank, as that is the FDIC-insured limit. So protect your deposits by dividing your money between banks. Number two, vote incompetent leaders out. Elections matter, and the leaders that are put in place matter. And number three, consider diversifying with physical gold and silver to hedge against inflation and the devaluing of the dollar. Headline number two, seventh grader sent home for wearing a t-shirt that said there are only two genders takes school officials to task. So what's happening? Liam Morrison, a seventh grader at Nichols Middle School in Middleborough, Massachusetts, explained that he was taken out of gym class in March for what turned out to be a very uncomfortable talk. He said two adults told him that the shirt he was wearing was making some people feel, quote unquote, unsafe, and that he would have to remove it in order to return to class. 
The 12-year-old said that though he was told he was not in trouble, it sure felt like he was. When he said he didn't want to remove the shirt, school officials called his father to pick him up, according to Liam's account. Thankfully, my dad supported my decisions, he said. Well, 12-year-old Liam Morrison addressed the Middleborough Public Schools Committee meeting, and he said this, I never thought that the shirt I wore to school would lead me to speak with you today. And here's the rest of what he said. What did my shirt say? Five simple words. There are only two genders. Nothing harmful, nothing threatening. Just a statement I believe to be a fact. I was told that my shirt was, quote, targeting a protected class. Who is this protected class? Are their feelings more important than my rights? Liam said he didn't complain when he saw diversity posters and pride flags in the school because other people have rights to their beliefs just as I do. Liam said no students or staff told him that they were bothered by what he was wearing. And in fact, to the contrary, some students said they supported him and wanted a similar T-shirt. Despite being told that his shirt was a disruption to learning, Liam said no one stormed out of class or burst into tears. And he said this, I experience disruptions to my learning environment every day. Kids acting out in class are a disruption, yet nothing is done. Why do rules apply to one but not another? I feel like these adults were telling me it, was, it wasn't okay for me to have an opposing view. Their arguments were weak, in my opinion, Liam said. I have learned a lot in this experience. I learned that adults don't always do the right thing or make the right decisions. I know I have the right to wear a shirt with those five words. Even at 12 years old, I have my own political opinions, and I have a right to express those opinions, even at school. This right is called the First Amendment to the Constitution. I hope you will speak up for the rest of us so we can express ourselves without being pulled out of class, he concluded his time. What a brave boy. What a great statement. Uh, you know, he's more, co more coherent than most adults. And why does this matter? Well, this matters because free speech is under attack and our First Amendment rights are being trampled on. When a kid can't wear a T-shirt that says there are only two genders without being pulled from class, asked to remove it, and then sent home, we have a major problem brewing. There is no right to not be offended in America. In fact, most of us are probably offended on a daily basis by a lot of this nonsense. But there is a right to free speech. Marxism is working to silence every voice of disagreement. It is part of the progressive plague that wants to destroy American freedom. Well, what can we do about it? Well, number one, you need to teach your kids to be bold and courageous, just like Liam. Better yet, show them. Show them what it looks like. Show up at your school board meetings when rights are violated. And better still, consider pulling your kids from the government schools that don't support your rights and values and don't protect your children. Okay, headline number three. Hospital video series features adults talking to young kids about transgenderism and exploring their bodies before sex. What in the world is happening? Well, Lurie Children's Hospital created a series of videos in which adults talk to children about transgenderism, pronouns, sexual orientation, and other sexual subjects. Several of the kids in these videos identify as transgender, and upon prompting from adult interviewers, recite activist talking points, such as denying that transgenderism is caused by social contagion or saying their transgender identity developed in very early childhood. One such boy says this, my birth parents said that I was a girl, 
but they made a mistake. I wasn't a girl or a boy, noting that she was at least five or six before realizing she was non-binary. The Never Fear video series on Lurie's website includes videos of one-on-one talks between adults and children about touching oneself, exploring other people's bodies, same-sex relationships, and coming out as transgender. The hospital was previously subject to blowback over its partnerships with local schools, through which it promoted chest binders, LGBTQ-oriented sex toys, and sex tips for queer people. This series features a video of an 11-year-old discussing exploring one's own body before having sexual encounters with other people. And it goes on and on and on. Well, why does this matter? Well, our kids and our values are being attacked on every side. I can't even imagine a day when I could consider that a hospital or a health system was promoting this type of behavior to minors. Videos showing adult conversations with young kids. And children's hospitals are regularly denying that they are participating in gender transition with puberty blockers, chemical castration, and life-altering surgeries on minors, but it is all being exposed. These videos are also being used in partnership with local schools to train teachers how to help kids transition genders. Listen, our families are in the middle of a culture war that is trying to destroy our children's innocence and create confusion that could alter their lives permanently. And all of this is being done in secret. Well, what can we do about it? Well, as parents, we have to be hyper vigilant to protect our children in medical and educational settings from this indoctrination and this ideology. We need to celebrate how God has made our children in his image as a boy or a girl. Well, there you have it. Freedom is under fire every day. And now is the time to stand up and protect our liberties wherever they're under attack. I'm Jimmy Page, and this is the Unstoppable Freedom Podcast, Freedom Under Fire.